global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery, and Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by the American Arbitration Association. International trade or business dispute? Resolve it faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. The September jobs report is fueling losses on Wall Street. Employers added 156,000 jobs last month, and there's speculation that the report will keep the Federal Reserve on track to raise its short-term interest rate by December. The market has narrowed its earlier decline, yet is still lower, extending the week's losses. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average is down 15 points, a tenth of a percent, at 18,253. S&P 500 down 6 points, a quarter percent, at 2,154. The Nasdaq is down 14 points, a quarter percent, at 5,292. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 71 cents a barrel, 1.4% to 49.73. Spot gold up $3.50 an ounce at 12.56.50. Ten-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds with a yield of 1.7251%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Shares of Walmart are lower by 4% over the last three trading sessions. This week also happens to be the uh, investor annual investor meeting in Bentonville, Arkansas, at which Doug McMillan, the uh, chief executive of Walmart, laid out an e-commerce strategy for the world's largest retailer. And here to tell us more is Craig Johnson. He is the president of Customer Growth Partners. They are based in New Canaan, Connecticut, and he joins us in studio. Craig, always a pleasure. Thank you. Good to see you. Pam. All right. So tell me, I, I, I read... A lot of the stories and the reports and the transcripts of the meeting, and they really focused on, as I said, e-commerce. What can you tell us about those goals? Um, the the uh, objective and the goals are great. The question, as always, is how do you get there, timing, etc., and what do you sacrifice or what do you pull back on to do that? There, Walmart has been late to the to the uh, e-commerce dance for a couple decades. And they tried to fast-forward things by buying Jet, as you... you know, Three, billion Three billion dollars. Three billion dollars. Jet.com. Jet.com, who's not making a lot of money, but they do have some expertise there. They could have spent a fraction of that if they'd bought Amazon, you know, uh, 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 10 or 15 years ago, which, which they didn't, obviously. And, of course, Amazon, by year-end, will be the second-largest retailer in the world. A, a passing even Costco. So this is an interesting time that we're in. Uh, they have recognized the importance of it. And they've also throttled back on the growth of the core super center stores, which is the primary format. Uh, but even slowed down a little bit the neighborhood stores, which is the newer sort of small to mid-sized format. How much is Amazon making now? How much, they're actually profitable. Because of their cloud business or because of their retail? The AWS is an important part of the Amazon World, the world Services, which is more of a B2B product. That is profitable. Um, but the, the, the traditional retail business is not making a lot of dough, meaning making money on a retail market. But over half of their retail sales now are done on a third-party basis. So they're making money on a fee basis, which is actually that's, – that's a great little business. And so they make more money on that. They make a little bit of money on, on the actual retail, but the core, the, the, uh, basically the legacy business. Uh, the AWS is profitable and growing very rapidly. Uh, so they're doing – 
a number of things right. But Let me get, I give you the detail. Here, yeah. right, so here's, here's the number, right? Uh, they, uh, Amazon, $107 billion last year. There's 12 months, right? So $107 billion, $35 billion in gross profit with a margin of 33%. Obviously, they spend it internally the way they want to. Um, net income, f- almost $600 million. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's, it's that's it's, Amazon. It's better than and a the sharp projection is one point nine billion for well, next yeah, year. But 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 again, this is a company that for, for years never made any money. Now they're at least making a little bit of money, even in the in the legacy business, the fee business, and they're doing a fourth thing in addition to the AWS, and that they they've gotten much more into the original content business, content creation, like a studio, the right. movies, the TVs, and of course the distribution cost for those, since it's all live streamed, is you hit the send button. Well, it's, know, echo, it's, it's also it's Echo. It's the uh, artificial intelligence yeah, robot uh, in your uh, house. Uh, uh, that that is that as well. Now, the, the problem with the content business is you. It's difficult in a creative business to control costs. So that's an issue there. That's so. But it, it's it's heading in the right direction. So they're doing a lot of smart things. I'm surprised nobody's ever gone off after Amazon on a couple of things. Uh, one would be uh, no tax on internet purchases, because if I'm a brick and mortar, that's always been a ripoff. But we've accepted well, it. And number two, has anybody ever tried to go after uh, Amazon as, as a monopoly? Uh, n- n- never to each of the, in, to any uh, of the above. On the first part, people have criticized them. There's a number of initiatives and different. Well, it's not Amazon's fault they do it. It's the yeah. government's fault they don't uh, have to pay taxes. Absolutely, but nobody has. Um, at, at, the effort to address that has been that's been been long running. But so far, you know, in most states where they don't have physical facilities, they escape that. Jet.com is, in a sense, kind of going after them for the kind of the legacy business, but Jet.com, last I checked, wasn't making a lot of money. But, again, they do have technical expertise. So the question is, is if you, if you were uh, from a use of capital, uh, whether the best bet was, well, if you're buying them for the expertise of the people there, well, why don't you hire a headhunter and get the four or five people you want to get? And, you know, it's a lot, a lot cheaper than spending $3 billion. But that's what they've done, and they've added to it. It, it will be on net additive, and it will provide a new energy. And it also provides a signaling aspect that, for once, Walmart is really, really serious about uh, e-commerce. And, again, it's, it's taken a, 20 years for them to get really serious about it. That's a plus. I think that e-commerce accounts for about 3% of Walmart sales, right? And total sales uh, last year, $482 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to – you mentioned Costco. Tell me about – tell us all about Costco and and traffic and and such because I want to get to that fast fashion comment that uh, I know you want to talk about. Absolutely. Costco is one of the great companies in the world. Wherever it sets its flag, whether Taiwan or Aussie or Korea, everybody loves it. Everybody gets it immediately. The the issue, though, the sales growth has been slowing down just a little bit. Quarter by quarter, the traffic growth, which has always been 35 4% uh, plus, which is the real driver and hallmark of all great companies, has been gradually ebbing down, and that's a real issue there. So that's what that's the thought on Costco. Otherwise, a great company, a scalable model. Everybody loves them. You'll find very few Costco detractors. So – do they not need to become an e-commerce giant? Is because they're a smaller scale and a different kind of store, so they don't have to worry about this Amazon? This is part of the issue, because one of the reasons they have, have loss of growth is they, they also were late to the dance. They're very much a store-centric uh, uh, enterprise. And because they became a, a prisoner of their own success, they were so successful with that warehouse format that they kind of poo-pooed the Internet. So they're a little bit slow on that. 
All right, fast, the fast to forward fashion format. What's the, you, you said that that's lagging. Yeah, fast fashion fading fast. There's a tongue twister. Keep going. But at, at any rate, the issue there is that for years, this is Zara fashion, and uh, this is H and M. Zara Forever Twenty One. There was something called Love Culture for a while. Uh, Route Twenty One, which just changed yeah. management. Uh, uh, fashions itself as a fast fashion player. The problem is it huge growth for many many years. Huge square footage growth, but the problem is it began peaking out a couple of years ago. Now it's actually in decline. So H and M soft, Forever Twenty One, very slow. You know, negative double digit comps, uh, and the only one that's standing out right now is Zara. Zara is much smaller in the U.S. Uh, uh, and it's a little edgy, a little more Euro than the than each of the other companies I mentioned. And that seems to be right in a, a sweet spot. But other than Zara, which is the smallest of the of the majors in fast fashion, everybody else is well, soft. I wonder how much it has to do with if you've been around for a while, you just don't have that. Ooh, I'm kind of cool and new, and people get used to, it and they're waiting for the next the next thing. Every, every, things go in cycles. Performance wear very very hot for years. Now that's kind of starting to slow down. But that's a how apparel. The I mean, air is going. When you start to see a bunch of, uh, of performance wear stuff at at Kohl's, etc., then you know things. Things are starting to slow down. Christmas, New Year's, <laughs> sales. What's 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 the outlook? Ho- holiday is, is going to be challenging this year. Uh, not a disaster, uh, but we see things is slowing. Back to school came in at around three percent and change. You know, pretty close to our uh, uh, annual forecast. There, we'll be issuing our our holiday forecast towards the end of this month, uh, and we see it as as a. You know, kind of a below average, not not a disaster, but kind of like a a C plus C C plus uh, 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 back to excuse me holiday season. Craig Johnson, that's uh, I, that that's not, not nothing to look forward to. Thanks a lot for that one. What can I say? Yeah, right. I mean, you see, you call, you call it facts. like you see it. Well, but you know, uh, when you talked about uh, Christmas and the holiday shopping season. Uh, what areas are going to do well? We talk in electron. I mean, is what? Where's the money going to go, or is it not going to be spent at all? Interestingly enough, we actually see a, a little bit of a bounce back in something that's been in the ditch for for a couple of years now, and that's consumer electronics. Hmm. Um, uh, so, in other words, Best Buy we see is having a, an okay season. Now, there's tremendous price compression in that, particularly on the, on the big, you know, big 65, 70 inch TVs, but they are getting sold. But there's finally going to be a little excitement in, in about three days, the new VR technology comes out, the virtual reality. And the great thing about the virtual reality is it allows you to attach onto the PlayStation 4, which might be a couple, three years old, that you bought it, and allows you to have that VR experience. That's that's net new. I'm waiting for Google's Pixel phone, but that's going to be a while. That'll be a little while. Okay. Well, Craig Johnson, come back before then. With any phone you've got. We'll be back. Okay. He's president of Customer Growth Partners, joining us to talk about Amazon's rise and Walmart's challenges. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg.